Hello, this is Aaron Bounds, pastor of the Anchor Church located in Zanesville, Ohio. I want to say thanks for tuning in today. I hope this podcast inspires you, encourages you, and helps you to live the life God called you to live. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We're so glad you're here. Welcome to the Anchor tonight. Whether you are here in person or you are joining by way of the web, we're so thankful that you've taken time to be with us. Aren't we so glad to be in the house of God tonight? Miracles are happening. Things are taking place. It's our night for a miracle. Amen. Amen. Without any further ado, we, uh, uh, we're so glad to have our preacher with us. Amen. Evangelist Bobby Wade, we're so glad that, that he is here. I know that God... God has given him a word for us. Amen. I, I saw Pastor Razor in the house somewhere. Where, wave your hand. Where's Pastor? Oh, way back there in the back. We're so glad to have you and your family here doing an amazing job in Marysville, planting the church there. We, he's a church planter. So glad he's here. Amen. Amen. Brother Redmond, we're so glad you're home again. You know, we're so glad you're here. We miss your wife and all the way from Arizona. Praise God. Without any further ado, we've been praying and we've been fasting. We've been praying God send a prophetic word to us. We've been asking God to send a prophet. I believe by the way that you're a prophet of the Lord. You're my friend, your humble spirit, your willingness to be in the will of God. Listen, I love you so much. I love you more, more than life, buddy. This, he, he is a man of God, and God has sent us a man of God tonight. How many want to hear what the Spirit's saying to the church in this hour? Would you come and preach? Obey the Holy Ghost. Obey the Lord. Amen. Let's welcome him as he comes and preach to us tonight. Praise the Lord. Let's give that to the Lord. Can we do that with all of our heart? The Holy Ghost is in this house tonight. And you ought to give the Lord all the praise that you can because he's worthy of it. Now, some of you are only giving about 50%, but you ought to give it all that you've got right now. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God. Look at your neighbor next to you and tell him you are a better person than I am. And I am glad. You are better than I am, and I'm glad. Did you mean it when you said it? If you didn't, try it again. Praise the Lord. I just felt something set down in here. Mm. Look at him one more. Look at him again and say, "You are a better person than I am," and I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm glad for what God's doing in your house. I'm glad for what God's doing in your family. I'm glad. Brother Nehemiah, you're a better man than I am, and I'm glad. Brother Bounds, you're a better man than I am, and I'm glad. 
The atmosphere shifts when you show honor. The atmosphere shifts when you show honor. Praise the Lord. I'm so glad to be here. I feel like the Holy Ghost has something to say here tonight. And there is such a tremendous undercurrent of the Holy Ghost in this service. And there's no sense of you getting nervous or anything like that because God's going to have his way. And just because it didn't look like a whole lot was going on while the singing was happening didn't mean that the Holy Ghost had not sent his, uh, his host into this building to minister unto us and to bring understanding. I give honor tonight to the bishop of this house. I thank the Lord for him. Are you glad about the man of God here tonight? Hallelujah. And we love his family and uh, we just, all the, all the ministry in this church, we thank the Lord for you. You do such a wonderful job. Thank you for the nice room and all the wonderful hospitality. Uh, Genesis chapter number one, if you don't mind. Um, Brother Razor, it's so good to see you tonight. I love you. You're a better man than I am, and I'm glad. Praise the Lord. You got, you got to get into being happy about somebody else's elevation. <clears throat> you got to get into that because if you don't, you'll miss some very powerful things from God because God operates in humility. The Bible said Jesus was, he had, he had a, basically a lowliness of mind. Mm -hmm. So he, he preferred, he preferred, praise the Lord. Genesis 1, and God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Tonight, I'd like to talk to you from this subject, God's greatest compliment. God's greatest compliment. God's about to pay this church an incredible compliment. It's going to be, it, be mind-blowing what God has planned for this church. Do you believe that? I believe that. Praise the Lord. I want us to lift our hands. Lord, I thank you for your power and your touch. I thank you for your mercy tonight. And I thank you that your word is going to go forth with power and demonstration. Lord Jesus, I thank you tonight that heaven and earth is going to pass away, but your word will not. I thank you that your miracle power is in this building. 
I thank you tonight that your revelation and your understanding is here and I praise you for it and I magnify you for it and I glorify you for it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, I give this service to you. Lord, I get myself out of the way. I humble myself before you so that you can have the preeminence in this service tonight because I want you to have the preeminence and the glory and the honor in the name of Jesus. And I want you to give the Lord all the praise you can here tonight and give the Lord a shout of praise. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. You can be seated in the presence of the Lord if you intend to help me preach. Praise the Lord. I have been uh, on this journey with God the last several weeks. And uh, the Lord has allowed me to see some things and to receive understanding. And I feel that the Lord wants to, uh, as it were, download this understanding into our minds and into our spirits. God has been talking to us and he's been trying to get the church's attention praise the lord and i don't know if you realize this or not i'm talking about all of you in this building i don't know if you realize how powerful you really are okay i'll try that again I don't know if you realize how powerful you really are. I don't think uh, you have. See, I, I'll just cut right to the chase here tonight to let you know something that the enemy, he knows that he's not going to get us with, he's not going to get us with drugs and he's not going to get most of us here tonight with a crack pipe. He's not going to get most of us with Marlboro cigarettes. He's not going to get most of us with Jim Beam whiskey. So if he knows he's not going to do that, and he's not going to get you caught up in some kind of perversion, then he has to try another tactic. Uh, he's got to try another tactic. And uh, he, so he knows he's not going to do that. So his, he's got to change his approach. And his approach is, uh, uh, brother up to grave, if his approach is, I, I know I'm not going to get you hooked up with all this other stuff, but if I can get you to doubt who you are in God, if I can get you to question who you are in God, then I can shut everything else in your life down. 
Ah, yeah. If I can get the anchor church to just for one second challenge or uh, get them to question what God has for them, uh, if I can get the anchor church just for a minute. Are y'all still out there? We're going somewhere. Uh, if, if I can just get the anchor church to second guess what God's invested in them. If I can just get you to second guess that, then I don't have to do anything else because uh, God's greatest pleasure is to be believed and his greatest displeasure is to be doubted. So it, the Bible said, he that cometh to God must believe that he is. And so, ladies and gentlemen, when you come to God in prayer, you've got to believe that what he invested in you was good enough to get the job done. Oh, I'm going somewhere in the Holy Ghost. The Lord dealt with me here on the way here, and he said, there are people in this building tonight that I have invested great anointing in, and the enemy has been working on you night and day and getting you to question what God has invested in your life. Ah, but I came to tell that devil he's a liar in this building tonight. I come to tell you what God invested in you is good enough to get the thing done that God called you to do. Oh, yes. I'm telling every daughter work pastor in this building tonight. Don't you let the devil lie to you and tell you you don't have what it takes to get it done. That devil is a liar. I'm telling every ministry in this church because the enemy says as long as I can get you caught up in this inadequacy as long as I can get you caught up in this insecurity I can shut everything else down because you won't have the confidence to step out Oh, forget about having the confidence for a new facility. Forget about having the confidence for that. You don't even have the confidence to, that when you lay your hand on somebody, they're going to get healed. You don't even have the confidence. Oh, I'm in the Holy Ghost. I, uh, you don't even have the confidence to lay your hand on somebody for them to get healed let alone to have something happen in your world and in your and have a facility and have all this stuff happen. I'm talking to the anchor church tonight because the enemy has done everything he could do in the last year or so to zap the confidence right out of us. And if you are not careful, you will, you will, you will let out the enemy to sabotage the very thing that God has invested in you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the Lord began to deal with me, and he said, he said to me, he said, now, Bobby, he said, when you get to having these feelings come to you, these emotions come to you <clears throat> and these emotions of stuff like, well, I just can't do it or I'm worthless or I'm no good 
or I'm, I'm this or I'm that. And then you begin to voice it out of your mouth. Then it begins to offend the Holy Ghost. Because God didn't make an investment for nothing. God did not come by your life. Are y'all back there in Radio Land? God didn't come back into your life and make an investment into you because he thought you was worthless. He didn't do that because he thought you was no good. Forgive me, I'm going to come down here. He didn't make an investment in this church because he thought Zanesville was worthless. He put an investment in you because he saw something in you that had the ability to be a carrier of what he invested. And the Bible says... The Bible says, now, now, aren't you glad here tonight? Now, I'd like to help some of you right now. God's not interested in using anybody in this church. Oh, well, praise the Lord. I'll try that again. God's not interested in using anybody in this church. Oh, well, y'all are waiting on that. Because, ladies and gentlemen, when you use something, that means you only want to have involvement with it as long as it services you. And then when you're done with it, you throw it in the trash. But that's not what God does. Uh, the devil uses people. I'm going to try that again. The devil uses people. The devil is the one that will get you hooked on drugs and get your life messed up and use you up. And then he'll leave you in a gutter somewhere and you won't even have your right mind. He'll leave you in a trash heap. But that's not what God does. God said, I want to partner with the anchor church. I want to partner with you. And God began to deal with me about his greatest compliment. He said, I want to partner with you because we are laborers together with God. Yeah. That's why, that's why when you lay your hands on the sick, it's not your hands. Well, praise the Lord. That's why when you, when I lay my hand on my, this brother's head, because I am partnered with the Lord Jesus Christ, it's God's hand. And I don't have to have the pressure of knowing whether or not God's going to do it. Oh, come on, somebody. Let's give the Lord some praise. Because you don't have to have the pressure on you to operate when you are partnered with God. Because you've laid aside your agenda. You've laid aside your ideal. And you've picked up his yoke. And he said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. For I'm meek. I am lowly. So God began to deal with me about the greatest compliment that he could pay an individual and a church. And I thought, well, I've never thought of this before, so it has to be God. I'm not that smart, so 
It has to be the Lord. And the Lord began to deal with me, and he said, I, I, I'm ready to shift my people's thinking. He said, I'm ready to shift my people's thinking. Because my, he said, because my church thinks I'm waiting around till after the pandemic to get something done. Oh, okay. Well, we'll try that again. We're, we think God's going to wait till after the pandemic to get something done. I got news for you right now. God's not up in the heavens waiting on the pandemic to get over with so he can just start doing what he wants to do. I got news for you right now. There is no wait coming from God. If you think God's going to wait around to have end time harvest, you got another thing coming. Did you hear what I just said? God said, I'm not waiting around. I was moving before the pandemic, and I'm going to be moving during the pandemic, and I'm going to move after the pandemic. Somebody look at your neighbor and tell them, God's not waiting around. Uh, yeah, look at him and tell him, God's not waiting around. He's not waiting around, and you better not be waiting either. God's not waiting around, and you better not be waiting either. God's not waiting on you to get your mind engaged. He said, I'm ready to do it right now. So God says in Genesis 1, I, I'm not going to be here all night, but I feel like the Holy Ghost is going to impart something into this church tonight. And, uh, and so in Genesis 1, God, the Bible says, uh, this, is, this is in the King James Version, he says, let us make man in our image and our likeness. Now, uh, and then he goes to verse 28, and he says, he says in verse 28, and he blessed them. Now, when I saw that word blessed, I, I automatically just assumed that it was like God going over and just patting somebody on the back and saying, oh, you're such a good person, bless you, whatever. But that's not what it meant at all. The word blessed there in the Hebrew is the word Barak. It literally means to get down on one's knees and show adoration for. So when God created you, he got down on his knees and showed adoration for your birth. I don't think y'all getting it yet. Uh, I don't think you're getting it yet. So all these feelings of depression and discouragement and all these feelings of worthlessness, I come to tell the devil, he came too late to tell me that God's not going to work with me. He come too late to tell me that God's not going to work with this church because the day you were born, he got down on his knees and showed adoration Oh, yeah. 
And because he showed adoration, because the day you were, well, I was born to this family, and I was born to this, and I was born into that. It makes no never mind what you were born into. Uh, God thought so much of you that he would allow you to come into this world. And not only that, out of 14 billion people on this earth, he allowed you to be filled with his spirit. Out of 14 billion people, he jerked you out of your family. He jerked you out of the pit you were living in. He jerked you out of the hell you were in. He jerked you out of the addiction you were living in. He had I want somebody to give God some praise in here right now because you are a chosen generation. You're a chosen. No, I want you to praise God right now because you are a chosen generation. You are a chosen people. There's people in this room right now. You need to cast down those imaginations right in this building right now. You need to cast down every imagination that hell has shot into your spirit. I know what I'm talking about. I know we're not running the aisles tonight, but God's got to get your thinking correct. God's got to get some of your thinking correct before... You got to get your thinking correct. That's why the Bible said in the book of Ephesians 6, he said when you're talking about the, the weapons of our warfare, he said, above all, taking the shield of faith. Now, I you would think he would say, above all, take the sword of the Spirit. You would think he would say, above all, take the helmet of salvation. But no, he said, take up the, the shield of faith, above all. Oh, take the shield of faith that you can quench the fiery darts of the enemy. Because ladies and gentlemen, uh, brothers and sisters, uh, the fiery darts are emotions and feelings that the enemy will project upon you, hoping that you will open your mouth and possess them with your words. Yeah, and 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 Paul, Apostle Paul said, "Take up the shield of faith." So when that lion spirit comes to you and starts lying to you through your emotions, you raise that thing up and say, "It's not coming here. You're not sabotaging what God gave me." I'm preaching to the anchor church here tonight and the anchor churches. I come to tell you in the Holy Ghost, God wants to pay you a compliment. So God says through the, through the psalmist David, he says this, what is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visitest him? Thou hast made him a little lower. Watch what King James says, but they got it wrong. Thou hast made him a little lower than the angels. But the original translation says, thou hast made him a little lower than Elohim. Which is God. 
Oh yeah, thou hast made him a little lower than Elohim, and thou hast crowned Sawyer with glory and honor. And then watch what he says, Sawyer, Brother Sawyer. He says, and thou hast made him to have dominion. Watch. You have made him to have dominion. Because when God created you, Brother Sawyer, he didn't create you just to sit on this pew here and just every once in a while get blessed. He created you to have dominion. Is this okay? I, I, I'm not trying to bore you. And so God said, the greatest compliment I could pay outside of giving you the baptism of the Holy Ghost and allowing you to have my name in baptism, the greatest compliment I could pay to you is to allow you to operate in my image and in my likeness. Ah, uh, yeah. That's the greatest compliment I could pay to you. It's not just enough to be created in his image. You've got to operate in his image. And the Lord made me to know that there are, there are signs and there are signposts that lets us know we're operating in his image. Uh, because God said, I command you. I'm not suggesting that the anchor church does this. I'm commanding the anchor church to do this. Because I'm giving you the privilege to operate in my image and in my likeness. And he said, the first thing that's going to happen when you start operating in my image and likeness is you're going to be fruitful. <clears throat> you're going to be fruitful. Mm. And we have all these, we have these people, they'll just, they'll, they'll say stuff like, well, it's just not the season for harvest. You know what God said to me? God said, Bobby, there's never a time where I'm not fruitful. Oh, okay. I'm going to say it one more time. God said, there's never a time that I'm not fruitful. There's never a time I'm not having harvest. And so when you start operating in my image and my likeness, I'm going to tell you what's, what's getting ready to happen for the anchor church. This, this church is getting ready to step into the operation of the image of God like they never have. And there's going to be fruit produced in this church. I'm talking about at all times. Every time you turn around, if it's Monday, we're producing fruit. If it's Tuesday, we're producing fruit. If it's Wednesday, fruit's coming. You know why? Because God's complimenting this church by allowing you to operate in his image. And we're not going to be going into these seasons of harvest. We're going to be having harvest all the time. If you believe that, clap your hands to the Lord and give the Lord all the praise you can. Praise the Lord, because this is a church that has been chosen by God to operate in his image. And so the second thing that begins to happen is when, you, when you're fruitful, because I, I, I just don't believe that God doesn't want us to bear fruit. I just don't believe that. Praise the Lord. 
I, I believe that God wants us to bear fruit all the time. The second thing is, is that God wants us to multiply. It's not a suggestion. It's an absolute command. Multiply. You're to, you're to be multiplying, not adding, multiplying. I'm talking about 120 going to 3,000. Well, praise the Lord. I'm talking about 5,000 in one day. Does anybody receive that right now? I want you to open your, your spirit up and say, Lord, I receive operating and multiplication. God's getting ready to allow this church to step into, I'm talking about rapid multiplication. You know why I had you look at your neighbor and tell them they are better than you? It's because that's, that's how, that's operating in the image of God. Looking at your brother and saying, I prefer you over what I think. You're getting elevated. Oh, man, that's epic. I'm happy. You're getting, your church is getting blessed. Oh, man. Ooh, I'm so glad about that. And it's not a put on. I genuinely mean it. Because we're all coming into his image. And because I'm coming into his image, then multiplication is going to happen for my house. Praise the Lord. Multiplication. Do you believe that? Multiplication. 5,000 in one day. But then God allowed me to come up on this word. It's the third word. Then God allowed me to come upon this word called replenish. And I must admit to you, I did not know what replenish was. So I, I only did what I knew to do. And I, I just glanced at the word just to see if it, you know, we don't use it every day. Praise the Lord. We don't use that word every day. So I figured I better look it up to find out what it is. And the word replenish is very powerful. In itself, because the word replenish means to bring something back to its former fullness. And God said, when you start partnering with me and you start operating in my image, he said, I bring people into your life and they're broken and they're messed up and they're all kinds of tore up. And they're all kinds of tore up. And they're all kinds of messed up. But when I bring them into your life and you partner with me, I want you to partner with me to bring them back to 
to what they were before the addictions got a hold of them. I want you to bring them back to what they were before the alcohol got a hold of them. I want you to bring them back to what they were before the lies got a hold of them. I want you to bring them back to what they were. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody ought to lift your hands in this house right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. There are people in this room that God literally wants to replenish you in this building right now. God wants to bring you back to what you were before the lies got in your mind and before the devil started messing you up. Come on, I want us to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. There is a touch of God in this building. I want you to bring them back. I want you to partner with me to bring them back to what they were before all the junk got a hold of them. I want you to partner with me to bring them back to what they were before sin got into their lives. I bring them back because I am partnering with you. Well, there are people in this room right now that God's called more than what you are right now. But the lies of the enemy have afflicted your mind. But I say in the name of Jesus, it's time for you to go back to what you were before the lies infiltrated you. Oh, I want you to lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost is in here right now. That's what happens when you operate in his image. That's what happens. You walk up to somebody and you say, I know you're down, but in the name of Jesus, I command you to be restored and replenished. I command you to be replenished to what God called you to be. God put the anchor church in Zanesville because God wants the anchor church to replenish Zanesville to bring Zanesville back to what it was before sin got a hold of it Well, Brother Wade, that's impossible. No, it's not. You're partnered with God. And when you're partnered with God, you can look. I'm going to tell some of y'all right now, the mere fact that God has allowed somebody into your life and you're teaching them a Bible study and your God's opened the door for you to minister to them, God's saying, I am employing you to replenish them, to bring them back to what they were. God doesn't see them on drugs. God doesn't see them on alcohol. God doesn't see them abusing themselves. He sees them with victory. And I'm going to tell every person in this room, whether you got the Holy Ghost or not, God doesn't see you as depressed. He doesn't see you as discouraged. And I command you in the name of Jesus to go back to what you were before that happened to you.
That's why when Jesus walked upon somebody, he said, I'm not going to leave you just healed. I command you to be whole. I want you to come back to what you were before the problem. I want you to come back to what you were before leprosy got a hold of you. God is looking at the anchor church and there are some of you yes you're back in this building but COVID-19 has put some fear on some of you and now you can't operate the way God wants you to operate oh I'm coming after something in the Holy Ghost here tonight God doesn't want you to operate in apprehension he wants you to operate in his image And there's no fear in his image. Oh, Brother Wade, you must be tone deaf. No, I'm not tone deaf. I've tuned in to a different signal. I've tuned in to a different signal. He told him, If you have pain in your body, I want you to lift your hands right now. If you have any pain in your body. Don't be shy. This is not a trick question. You got any pain in your body? I feel just to do this right now. You have any pain in your body right now? Lift your hands. Now, you must possess the miracle. Somebody say, say it out of your mouth. I'm going to possess the miracle. Now, how do you possess it? Through praise. You're not going to worship God. You're going to praise God. You're going to turn your eyes off the problem and get them on Jesus. Because you can't praise your problem and Jesus at the same time. You must turn your eyes off of it. And you must believe that you're going to get healed. And you're going to take the miracle home with you. Praise the Lord. Does anybody believe that? I'm going to take the miracle home with you. You're going home and you're going to practice the miracle before you leave. Praise God. I'm not nervous. Praise the Lord. I know I've heard from God. God is wanting to compliment this church and is complimenting this church by allowing you to operate in his image and likeness. And the end game is for you to operate in dominion. Yes. That's what God created you to do. Operate in dominion. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Sawyer, would you like to partner with God? Come right here. Now, this sister has pain in her body. She believes she's going to get healed. I believe it. God wants to replenish her. He la 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 mokotoya. He shata la da kandoko sandai. Not just physically, but emotionally.
you're going to be replenished. And the joy of the Lord is going to come to you. The joy of the Lord is going to come to you. The joy of the Lord is going to come to you, my sister. And not only are you going to be touched physically, but the joy of the Lord is going to come upon you. And all of this weight you've been carrying is going to lift. Not the burden of the Lord, but the unnecessary. Because God has called you to be joyful and to walk with joy. Because when you operate in his image, you walk into a room and stuff just starts opening up. I know what I'm talking about. Brother Sawyer, you're going to work with the Lord. Now watch. I want you, you can sit right there. And I just want you to lift your hands now to the Lord if you can without much pain. And the Lord is going to replenish our sister tonight. Do you believe that? You have to turn your eyes off of it now. Don't think about how it's going to happen. Don't hope it's going to happen. You must absolutely believe. And then you're going to praise the Lord for it. And you're going to take it home with you. Now, Brother Sawyer, you are a son of God. You are working with the Lord. Lay your hand on this sister's head. And I want you to repeat after me. By the authority of the word of God. And by the power that is in the name Jesus. I take authority over every pain and sickness in this body. I take authority over the infirmity in this body right now. And I cast it out of this body right now in the name of Jesus. And I loose the working of miracles into your body right now. And I command you to be whole right now. In the name of Jesus. Now I command you to receive your miracle right now. Now go ahead and begin to praise him, sister. Go ahead and begin to praise him right now. Come on, go ahead and praise the Lord. Go ahead, praise the Lord. I'm taking the miracle with me right now. I'm taking the miracle home with me right now. You're going back to what you were before you had the pain. Come on, somebody shout on the Lord and give the Lord all the praise you can. Come on. God wants to lose his victory in this house. God wants to lose his victory in this house. Lord told me some time ago he said my people have learned how to live in the land of a vacated shout uh, they've learned how to live in the wilderness of weeping but God wants this church to erupt with a praise that you haven't given a long time 
Not a praise that comes with the music. Not a praise that comes with some kind of stimulation. But a praise that says, he's been too good to me for me to keep my mouth quiet. Do you not know there's a replenishment going on right in this building right now? Come on, Anchor Church. It's time to shout. It's time to give God some praise. Go ahead, practice the miracle right now. Go ahead, practice the miracle right now. I command a replenishment of the mind. A recovering of the mind to happen to you in the name of Jesus. We're not moving on from this. I, I, I'm, I'm going to stay right here. I'm going to stay right here. I'm not going to be all night, but I'm going to stay right here until some of you tell that lying devil he's a liar. I'm going to stay right here until some of you open your mouth and say, I will not receive another fiery dart of the enemy right this very second. I will not receive it. Come on, open your mouth. We got time. I will not receive it. I will not receive another fiery dart of the enemy. I will not ever again be crippled by some emotion that come from the enemy. I will not ever again be handicapped. I will not ever again be handicapped by an emotion that did not come from God. I will not. I will not. Mm. Mm. Yeah, Brother Wade, it's easy for you to say that while we're here in the church around each other, but what do I do when I'm driving in the car? I'm going to address something right here. What do, you, what do I do when I'm a, in the car by myself? And I know I've heard from God, but just before I get to the house of God, some lion spirit comes to me and starts working on me, saying, you know nothing's going to happen for you. You know you're not going to get no breakthrough. You know you're not going to have nothing happen for you. Why are you even coming? That's when you need to tell that lying devil right then and there. I, I know why you come to me. You come to me so I would doubt what God said. So you will doubt what, so I will doubt what God said. So it doesn't have time to take root and it doesn't have time to get watered. You want to sabotage it right now, but I, I curse your lying tongue right now. And I lift up the shield of faith against you. One more time in this building, lift your hands to the Lord.
Okay. I know nobody laid their hands on you, but if you still have pain in your body, lift your hand right now. Lift your, lift your hand. Do you still have pain in your body? Okay. Do you believe the Lord will take the pain right now from you? I do. <clears throat> you know, the beautiful thing about this, you don't have to have the goosebump machine running to have God give you a miracle. His word's enough. Praise the Lord. Okay. By the authority of the word of God and by the power that is in the name Jesus, I take authority over every pain and every malady in this building right now in the name of Jesus. I take authority over every infirmity of the body right now. And I say in the name of Jesus that it is cast out of your body right now in the name of Jesus. And I loose the gift of faith and the working of miracles and the gifts of healing into your body right now in the name of Jesus. I cast, I cast down every doubt and every confusion. And I command you to be healed right now in the name of Jesus. Now I want you to open your mouth and give the Lord some praise and begin to shout hallelujah. Come on, go ahead and praise the Lord for it. Go ahead and move your arm around or your back or your leg or whatever you got to move around, but go ahead and get, go ahead and move around right now. Uh, God's not waiting around. The Lord spoke to me several weeks ago, and he's, he, he began to tell me he's not waiting around. I hope this don't sound bad because it does not pertain to the anchor church at all. But you know what's going on right now? God's confronting years of mediocrity. I know it has nothing to do with the anchor church. I, 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 I know better. But I'm telling you right now, there's some of us that God's trying to confront our mediocrity and our laid backness. And our laid backness. And He's confronting our attitude of entertainment. Just sitting there being entertained for hours on end. But not make a move towards what he wants to do. Oh, oh, praise God. And God said, I'm confronting years of mediocrity. And he said, when I begin to confront it, if those folks don't want to get with what I'm doing, I'm not going to be angry. I'm, not going, I'm just going to walk right on, and I'll find me somebody that will get involved with what I'm going to do. Because he said, there's no weight coming from me. 
there's no weight. And when he said that, the book of Haggai came to me by the bounds. Instantly, the book of Haggai came to me, and the Spirit of the Lord moved on Haggai, and the Lord said to Haggai, this people says, the time is not now. This people says, the time is not now. The time is not now. But he looked at them and said, oh, but it is time for you to be comfortable. It's time for you to sit in your sealed houses and not move when I say. And he said, there's no weight coming from me. And there's people in this building that you love God, but you're not fully engaged with what God wants to do in your family and in your life. Because you let CNN and MSNBC and Fox News and every other outlet lie to you. <clears throat> oh, Brother Wade, you must think that the virus is not real. I don't mind you quote me, but don't misquote me. I do believe the virus is real, but I also believe God gave us a mandate not to sit around and wait on something to happen when we are supposed to be operating in his image. The time is right now, ladies and gentlemen. The time is right now. time to heal the sick is right now. The time to raise the dead is right now. The time to cast out devils is right now. The time is right now, and it's not later. We don't have another 20 years to be sitting and wondering, well, is this thing going to pass? Is this thing going to pass? I don't know if it's going to pass or not, but I've got a word from God for you. We're not going back to normal. you hear what I just said? We're not going back to normal. I don't ever want to go back to normal. I want to operate in his image. I want to operate in his likeness. Did you hear what I just said? I don't want to go back to normal. I don't want to go back to have a mediocre church. I don't want no more services where people don't get healed. I don't want any more services where nobody's delivered. I'm sorry if that offends you. I didn't come to offend you. But God said, I want this church to operate in my likeness. I want this church to have dominion. I want it to have dominion over cancer. I want it to have dominion. I'm not going back to normal. I'm not going back to preaching normal. Man, Brother Wade, that didn't make much sense. I don't really care. I come to obey the Holy Ghost. I come to tell this church that God wants you to operate in his image and likeness. That when you walk the streets of Zanesville, something is supposed to shake. 
Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you something. I don't, it doesn't matter how big the price tag is. Well, praise the Lord. I'm going to tell you, God's going to make it to where this church has dominion in finances right in the middle of pandemics and famines. Well, praise the Lord. Thank you for three of you said amen. I... God wants this church to operate debt-free. Oh, Brother Wade, that's not normal. Oh, I'm sorry. Brother Wade, that's not normal. I don't care what normal is to you. That's what normal is to God. Oh. Woo. I don't want God looking at this church saying my people says the time is not now. I don't want God looking at our churches and, they, and prophesy against us and say they tell me that the time is not now when I'm ready to do it now. I want you to lift your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost and tell God, I'm ready to go now. I'm ready to do it now. I'm ready to execute now. Come on, it's time to tell God, I don't want to be mediocre anymore. I don't want to be mediocre. I don't want to be on the sideline of what you're doing. I want to be in the middle of it. But Brother Wade, I'm hurting right now. I'm done. I'm done preaching. But Brother Wade, I'm, I'm hurting right now. I understand that. But the longer you sit there... I'm done preaching. Whew. Brother Up to Grave, the other day, the Lord moved on me. And he said to me... I want you to study how far it was from Beersheba to the Mount of God. I'd never thought of it before. He said, I, I'm done preaching. I, I, I'm just going to tell you this and then we're going. And God said, I, I, I want you to study the distance between Beersheba, where Elijah left, to the Mount of God. I said, oh. Okay, I never even considered it. And he leaves his servant there in Beersheba, and he goes and hangs out under this juniper tree, and the angel feeds him, wakes him up, gives him a meal, says, the journey is too great for thee. And I was like, oh, man, Elijah, this dude is special because he goes to the Mount of God. And God said to me, yeah, but there's one small problem. I didn't call him there. 
Oh, my. Go back and read it in Scripture. God never said, come to this mountain. And he went, the distance, ladies and gentlemen, was 280 miles. He went 280 miles to, an, to a mountain that God didn't call him to. And the Lord said to me, my people keep trying to go back to past mountaintop experiences. They keep trying to go back to past victories and past mountaintop experiences. And he said, Bobby, when they get there, I'm going to tell them the same thing I told Elijah. What are you doing here? You don't belong at this mountain. I called you to step into the flow of the future. And that's what God's got planned for the anchor of Zanesville. I've got a future plan for you. Don't keep trying to go back to a past mountaintop experience. A move of God that you had five years ago. I'm not going back there. This church has prophetic destiny on it. And God doesn't want it to go back to whatever you think is normal. God said, I want this church to step in the flow of my future that I have for them. Because the future of this church is... The future of this church is a million times greater than any past mountain you had. I'm telling this church right now. I'm done preaching. Somebody just give the Lord some praise in this house. I'm going to obey the Holy Ghost. That's it. I came to give you what I had from God tonight. I want you to give the Lord some praise in this house for what you've heard. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. We're not going to back to past experiences. We're not going back to past mountaintops. Elijah, it's still the mountain of God. It's still the mountain of God. It's not going to change its name. But that mountain was designed for those that were coming up out of Egypt. That mountain was designed for those that were coming out of Egypt so that I could write my laws on the tables of their heart. It was a beginning but I told Moses, you've hung out around this mountain long enough. Tell the people to get up and to go forward. Joshua never went back. Joshua never went back to Sinai. You know why? Because there was nothing to go back to. They already had that experience. It's okay to chronicle what happened at that mountain, but carry it with you and let it propel you into the promised land. Anchor Church, 
It's not time to look back to past mountains. You're stepping into the flow of the future. And you have no idea what the magnitude of that. And the magnitude of that is so great, if you keep looking back, it will hinder you from what you can carry ahead of you. No more looking backwards. There's no mountains to go back to. It's ahead. It's ahead. One more time, I'm going to turn it to your pastor, but I want you to lift your hands and worship the Lord. And tell God, I'm not going backwards. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Come on, open your mouth. Tell the Lord, I'm not going back. I'm not going back. Lift your hand, lift your voices to the Lord all over the building. Begin to praise Him for His goodness. Amen. All over the building, something right now. Begin to move in your spirit. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Be seated for a moment, everyone. At some point in our life, we need to embrace what God has said he's going to do instead of have to hear it over and over again. When the mantle of Elijah fell from Elijah at his death, it did not fall upon Elisha, it fell near Elisha. The point of this is that it's not just going to happen to you because you're here. When he speaks, we believe that every daughter work is impacted because we believe we're one church in many locations. How many believe that? He's not just talking about right here. He's talking about all of us are impacted. We're so thankful for every daughter work, every city, every pastor that we have sent out. But I come to tell you tonight, you just can't expect it to fall on you because you have the pedigree of being here. You've got to get up and say, I'm going after it. If that means morning prayer, I'll do it. If that means three days of fasting, I'm going to do it. But I'm getting what God said belongs to me. Amen. I'm going to go get it. If you want to go get it, jump to your feet right now and say, I'm getting after that mantle. I'm going after that revival. I'm going after that prophecy that he has for me and the church that I'm at. Somebody shout, it belongs to me. Me. Hallelujah. I believe in you. The greatest compliment in the world is when God believes in you. I preached it even this morning when God said, Have you not considered my servant Job? He believed in him that he could stand the test of time. And I say to you, and I realize that I look out and I see people from different, from different uh, daughter work churches here today, from different cities in the midst of a pandemic. Do you realize that we as a body of believers, as a multi-campus church, gave over $200,000 to global missions during a pandemic in 2020? 
Amen. God is doing great things. God is doing wonderful things. Hey, listen, the church isn't dying. The church is increasing. But we can't go back to the year of 2009. We've already been back. We've already been around that mountain. What's next is greater. What's next is bigger. What's next is abundance. What's next is excellent. You got to believe what God is wanting to do tonight. Hallelujah. 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 In every move of God, in every in everything that God does, there is a moment in every believer that somewhere you've got to make a covenant to what God wants. You make, you've got to make a commitment to what God is doing. You've got to come into covenant with God. A relationship is based upon covenant. One of the things that the children of Israel had, they had the Ark of the Covenant. And the covenant was, if you walk according to my law, I will be your God and you will be my people. The agreement of the people were, is that, Lord, if we live according to your law, then you will be our God. It's a covenant. It's an agreement. This is not just waking up with whatever the Lord wants to do and no prayer, no fasting, no devotion, nothing intentional, not carrying a burden. But I'm going to tell this church, if you will get up in the morning and start praying and you will continue the fasting and sacrifice, guess what? You're going to get hand in hand with the creator and you're going to form into his likeness and you become the church. You become the body. You become the body of Christ. God's going to heal many people. I believe it's already happened here tonight. But greater things are yet to come when you're preaching. You pastor, something's going to happen while you're preaching. Your presence, there's going to be miracles that will take place. Amen. Amen. We're going to do something here tonight. We're going to, we're going to pray. We're going to, ask, we're going to tell God we will be in covenant with you. How many want to do what the Spirit is saying? You need, you need to turn the media off and quit listening to all that stuff. We did a fast already at the beginning of the year, but some of you have allowed that back in your life. The only thing it's doing is delaying what God wants to do now. Mediocrity cannot be a part of the church. Listen, mediocrity can't be a part. Prayerlessness cannot be a part of the church. Talking about one of these days when God's saying now, that's not the voice of God. We can't wait till we get through the pandemic and it's all done and things. Listen, we can't wait. God said now is the time. Now, if you're going to make a difference, if you're going to teach a Bible study, if you're going to pray somebody through the Holy Ghost, come on, if you're going to lay hands on the sick and they recover, you got to think about right now. God wants me to do something now. Somebody shout right now. We did young people a disservice many years ago when we called them the church of tomorrow when the fact is is that God wants to do something in them now. Can I say to you, I'm glad for every future thing that's in store, but the prophecy tonight is right now is the acceptable time. Now is when God, you can lay hands on your neighbor right now if you believe you are who he invested in you to be and they would be healed right now in this building. Tumors would disappear. Right now, blinded eyes would be open because you are his body I want you to ask two or three people all over this building is there anything that you need God to do in your life I want you to ask somebody all over the building everybody ask somebody is there anything that you need God to do Did anybody have a request? Did anybody need a miracle? Did anybody need a healing? If somebody needed something from God, would you raise your hand? Why not right now? 
Come on, you got all fixed up to come to the house of God. We come to do that for him. But God never comes to the church unprepared. God has come into this building to make a difference in us. I want every hand lifted right now, and I want you to say, God, I am sorry for my mediocrity. I'm sorry for being complacent. I'm sorry for prayerlessness. I'm sorry for not believing. I'm sorry, God, for going through the motions when not carrying the burden. Lord, I'm asking you right now to forgive us of not believing we are who you said we are. For listening to the enemy, to the fiery darts of the enemy. Oh God, we believe there's a healing in this room. We believe there's deliverance in this room. We believe that God, you're gonna, you could feel somebody with the Holy Ghost in this room tonight. I pray that God, you would begin to operate through us and through me like you never have before. We will not go back to normal. Every service will be a miracle service. Every service will be a delivering service. Every service, somebody's going to hear the word and be touched and change in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. hallelujah. I was in Texas a few weeks ago and remained standing. I was in Texas a few weeks ago. I prophesied to the pastor in Vider, Texas in the back office and we were having a conversation. The Holy Ghost came upon me and I began to prophesy to him about what God wanted to do and what he's going to do is bigger than anything we've ever imagined. This building cannot contain what God's going to do. Amen. Your churches that are represented cannot contain what God is going to do. It's bigger. We're not going back to a mountain where we can hold the crowd. I'm telling you, it's bigger than our buildings can contain. Houses are going to be filled with hungry neighbors that are being filled with the Holy Ghost. People are going to be baptized in swimming pools. Amen. Because the baptismal is too small to get the crowd in there. You listen to me. God has a plan. We cannot be news junkies. We need to be gospel believers. We got to be the word of God believe. God's called us to do great things. Listen, while we're teaching, chains are going to fall off of people. While we're praying, tumors are going to disappear. I'm telling you, that's what God's going to do. At the mere mention of his name, great things. But you've got to believe it. Somebody shout, you've got to believe it. I was in his office and started prophesying. We started being moved in the Holy Ghost about the abundance on so many levels. We get out, I step to the pulpit, literally. When I got to the pulpit and tried to read my text, I could not. I started reading the line. I had to step back just like this. I'd have to step back. I stepped forward again, and I tried to read my text again. I had to step back because of the gushing power of the presence of God. I tried it again, but I could not. And I began to realize I am about to quench the spirit. And so I said, let's, let's just pray. I said, the, the Lord is about to speak to us. Listen, I hadn't even read my text yet. Instantly, or just a moment, somebody gave a message in tongues. How many believe in the gifts of the Spirit? Somebody gave a message in tongues. Then here came the interpretation. He said, I have given you everything you need, and the time is now. Can I tell you, that's what I had prophesied in the office that nobody could hear. Let me say, God has given us everything we need to change our cities, to change our families, and the time is now. The time is right now. I want you to say it, everything we need is in the house. Put your hand on your chest and say everything I need is in the house. God has invested in me. 
Come on, God has invested in me. I have been made in his likeness. My God. I just I feel something coming over me. Because when he makes you in his likeness, he said, stay away from that tree. Now you listen to me tonight. I feel an unction coming over me. When God makes you like him, there's some things that are forbidden in your life. The knowledge of good, the tree of good and evil. Just because God saves you doesn't mean you can just take in all of this this. this this mess from the world and let them indoctrinate you in their immoralities. You listen to this preacher, if we're going to be in his likeness, we've got to be in his likeness. And he said, be ye holy as I am holy. We are a holiness people. We have been called out of the world, amen, out of darkness into his marvelous light. We are a holy people. We are a peculiar people. And we have been made in his image. I want you to look at two or three people and say, be ye holy. But you hear me. We lose holiness, we lose power. Come on, Samson, cut your hair off, you're gonna be like every other man. How many know that's it? There's some separated things if we're gonna be like him. God didn't call us to be like the world. In this end time revival, you listen to this preacher. In this end time revival, we are gonna change our world, but we cannot become like the world. We've got to become like him. I'm separated from the world to become like him. And now that I'm like him, I've got power and dominion over every devil in the world. Devil, you can't stop us from coming in. Come on, you can't stop us from having deliverance services. There's an old song This is Satan. Your kingdom's coming down. I come to preach to you strongholds will be broken tonight. Barriers are coming down tonight. Walls are coming down. I wish somebody would shout with this preacher. I feel victory. Shout with victory. Come on, lift your voice and shout. Something's happening. Come on, over this building. I want you to shout hallelujah. In the name of the Lord Jesus, lift your hands and begin to pray all over this building. I want you to begin to pray. Thanks again for listening to the Anchor Church Podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure you subscribe so you can keep up on our weekly sermons. If you're in the Zanesville area, we invite you to join us on Sundays. You can find all the details on our website at theanchor.church. Again, thanks so much for listening, and we hope to see you soon.